you'll see that once you start work, networking never really truly ends. It, it starts to feel different, but it's always important to continue to try to build your network and not let relationships just die. When I was a student, I remember they started to talk a lot about data analytics. I know this is common among all the big four. Definitely KPMG places a lot of emphasis on it. Keep an open mind. Don't feel pressure to follow what the majority of the crowd is doing in each of your respective specialists. I think it gets easy to fall into that trap. Welcome to today's episode of Business Night Out. In this episode, we'll be featuring an interview with Leia, a staff accountant at KPMG Canada and an alumnus of Bonnet Commerce. Leia has an impressive background. She has been with KPMG since May 2021, initially as a summer intern with rotations in audit and corporate finance. She was also heavily involved in the Rama Commerce Accounting Society, serving as its president for a year. Join us as we dive into her journey and insights of pursuing a career in accounting and finance. Thank you, Leah, for being here. I really appreciate that. We'll get started with five warm-up questions. The first, what is your favorite food? That's a hard one. I love all sorts of food, but I think my top would have to be either Italian so anything pasta, I'm not a big pizza person or um, I love Korean food too. I live in Koreatown, so I'm surrounded by lots of Korean restaurants. Um, I love spicy, spicy bulgogi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but that's up there as one of my, my favorite. favorite. What is your favorite movie? That one was a tricky question as well. Um, I think I switch around a lot, but right now my top two favorites are The Banshees of Sharon. It came up pretty recently. Um, and the other one I really like is um, The Grand Budapest Hotel, directed by Wes Anderson. It's a very pretty movie. What would be your dream job other than accounting? I think I have two answers for this one as well. But um, either a baker, because I love to bake desserts, or um, like a first grade teacher. I love kids. so. <laughs> But that takes a lot of effort. It would, I know. I think about that a lot. Like, maybe I wouldn't like it so much, but the idea seems nice. <laughs> if you would ever have your own podcast, who would you interview and why? This one? That's tricky. Um, I think I would make it, I, if I had a podcast, I think the theme would be baking related. And someone who's pretty influential for me is Christina Tosi. She's the CEO and the head chef of The Milk Bar which is a chain of dessert restaurants around the United States. And I also think there's still one in Toronto, but it would just be really cool to hear how she started this big chain, this big business, how she became so successful as a businesswoman. And also just to hear about how she came up with such creative desserts and how she made them taste so delicious. It sounds like you really like dessert. I do. This I really do. Kind of. My, oh, my favorite <laughs> dessert? Yeah. That one's hard. I am a big tiramisu person. Um, I love tiramisu. I like a lot of lemon. So lemon meringue pie is one of my favorites as well. Cheesecakes. Nothing with too much fruit, but chocolate. Yeah, I, I like a lot of desserts. I'm going on saying all these desserts. <laughs> um, last question is coffee, tea, or alcohol? Okay, all three. But if I had to choose one that I couldn't live without, coffee. Definitely. I was Definitely literally having coffee right now. Oh, good. Yes, it helps so much. <laughs> okay. Um, 
we know that you are a staff accountant at KPMD, right? But would you mind do yourself a little intro to the audience to get to know you a little bit better? Sure. So my name is Leah. Um, I've just started my first year as a staff accountant at KPMG. I work at the GTA office, so downtown in audit. Um, my industry group is FIRE, so financial institutions, insurance, and real estate. Um, and I just graduated this past June, so June 2022, from Rotman Commerce. It was a four-year undergrad program at U of T, and I specialize in accounting. So I got a BCom uh, with a specialist in accounting. What drew you to your career in accounting and how did you like start it in the first place? So I think my interest overall in accounting began pretty early on. Like I took some high school level accounting courses um, starting in grade 11. And I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Like I liked the routine and the structure from those level accounting courses, which is more like bookkeeping in hindsight. But I liked it. And then I carried on with accounting electives at the university level. And I still enjoyed those courses. So I think that was the first sign. Honestly, like it's important that you kind of at least somewhat like the courses that you're taking. In reality, like now that I've started out as a like a career professional, I know that the work is different than what you learn at school, but it's still a good sign for you to somewhat enjoy the coursework and the theory. So I like that. That was the first sign for me. I knew I liked to work with numbers. So it always made sense to either pursue a career after school in either finance or accounting. But I, I, I honestly wanted to get a designation out of it. I liked the structure in the accounting program at Rotman. So I, I chose to pursue that specialist and start off an audit, which has been pretty fun so far. Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people at Rotman, they want to get into KVMG as well. And uh, you mentioned that the work will be like a little bit different than what you learn in university. I'm just wondering, what does a typical day look like for you as a staff accountant at KVMG? Yeah, good question. So I guess I'd explain how my team operates. So for the most part, and any team you work in, at least in the GTA office, you're in twice a week. So it's hybrid. Three days you work online or remotely from home. And then twice a week you go in person. You work with your teams. Every day, there's usually a status update meeting in the morning just to give your teammates an update on where you are in the work, what you have on your plate, uh, when you expect to finish certain tasks you've been assigned to, just so everyone stays, stays up to date. There's always usually when you're in office, at least one coffee run with your team. So you go somewhere in the path and together you just take a break to get coffee, which honestly helps a lot um, to stay focused at work. And yeah, the rest of it, it sort of depends on how busy the time is. So if you're close to sign-offs, um, like at the end of a quarter, at the end of the year, things get really hectic. Deadlines, you know, are coming closer. So you probably will work a little bit more with your team rather than independently, just because it's easier to ask questions that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a very busy but rewarding experience to work as an accountant at QMG. I'm just wondering what skills do you think that are essential for success as accountant and how do you continue to develop those skills like after you graduate? Because no one is going to be teaching you anything specifically mm -hmm. like they do in university. So I'm just wondering how mm -hmm. do you keep yourself updated to like those skills? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a great question. I think one, maybe a slight misconception is that you have to be like a, an accounting wizard and super technically um, skilled when starting out 
that's not the case. I don't think anyone really expects that from you. You will pick up a lot of the technical skills along the way once you actually start doing the audit work and you learn from your coworkers as well who have experience. But I think like it'd be nice. It would have been good for me to practice Excel a little bit more in the summer just to get familiar with like all of the shortcuts, the keyboard shortcuts and functions and whatnot. But you will likely learn that on the job. So it's nothing to stress over. In terms of soft skills, I think focusing on soft skills is most important. As a first year accountant coming out of school, I think time management or project management is a big skill that you should try to exercise going in. You're going to be assigned to many different sorts of tasks and sections of the audit, and you'll have different internal deadlines to meet for your team. So it's important to be able to balance and juggle all of those different tasks simultaneously. And you'll probably have to work on multiple at once. And the other thing would be communication skills. So I'm sure a lot of students already have experience writing and drafting emails to industry professionals when networking and whatnot, but um, you'll continue to have to prepare those professional emails when you're interacting with the client and following up with, you know, other external parties like banks and law firms. Um, you'll also probably have to speak on the phone to them quite a bit. So just learning how to write concise emails in a professional tone and knowing which questions to ask. Overall communication skill, I think, is an important and fairly easy skill for, for first-year accounting staff to, to develop and to showcase. That's kind of different from what I thought because I thought, you know, soft skills are very important, but accounting is very technical skills yeah. based. I was like, oh, probably you need to, you know, a lot of math skills or like Excel and stuff. But I didn't know soft skills so important in accounting as well. Yes. Technical skills, like you can learn it like over time once you get the job and stuff. Yes. Another thing is, I know like before writing emails is so hard, but right now you have chat GPT and you just write a very vast <laughs> email and copy paste and be like, oh, he helped me revise. And that kind of leads to our next question. So have you ever noticed any like new emerging trends or technology in accounting that I think might be very impactful in this industry? Yes. Even when I was a student, I remember they started to talk a lot about data analytics. I know this is common among all of the big four. Definitely KPMG places a lot of emphasis on it. So I think it's something to at least start to understand and get familiar with because it, what it serves to do is make routine tasks in audit and other areas of accounting more efficient so that audit or accounting professionals can redirect their attention to using or to tasks that require more professional judgment and, and like human skills, if that makes sense. So I think just getting familiar with how the industry is changing in that sense, the different software that they use. So Power BI is one that is in use at KPMG, and I believe every firm might be different. But if you can get some practice or just at least some understanding on how audit professionals and other accounting professionals use data analytics to work with large volumes of data, I think that'll That'll go a long way. And then eventually, I'm sure it'll come into practice more and more. Have you had the experience of using Power BI in the past? Yes, at work, honestly, not yet. Um, but I will, I think what, what happens at KPNG is, at least as an intern, it was part of our training to have like a two-day Power BI workshop. So it was nice to have my initial exposure through training. But in terms of audit work, not yet. I think perhaps that's something that more senior team members do right now. 
like data visualization and stuff. But in school, I I think it was RSM four twenty and three two six, the data analytics course for accounting. I'm forgetting the course codes, even though I just graduated. But I got some exposure to Tableau and Power BI in, in each of those courses in accounting. Yeah. Speaking of data analytics, I'm taking arts and bridge hall. It's like a coding course oh, for learning okay. SQL and Python to analyze data. Mm. I think it's really hard because I have no coding background, but it's yeah. very useful. I think and data analytics and business analytics, it's such a huge trend right now. I think it's definitely very useful to own those kind of skills. Next question would be, what advice do you have for someone who is interested in pursuing a career in accounting? And how can we stand out in such a competitive job market right now? Hmm. I can speak to my experience because I, I think it's, it's always felt very competitive as a student. Like I remember going to networking events and feeling like I was just one of the many people in that room and I didn't understand how I could possibly stand out. But I think networking goes a long way in that sense, at least in the accounting sector when recruiting. Um, I know for each of like I can speak about the big four, but there are so many other firms as well to pay attention to. Um, but these recruiters attend a lot of events and they go with the intention of seeing new faces, meeting new people. So while you might be in a big circle filled with people and you might not feel like you stand out, I think it just goes a long way to continue to be consistent and go and showing up to those events and showing your face. And then after those events to reach out, say thank you and try scheduling a coffee chat to continue a conversation or to ask any questions that you didn't have the chance to ask because it might've been so busy in that networking circle. So for me personally, I think that was how to stand out. It's building those relationships and becoming recognizable after attending a couple of events rather than just one, because that's how that's how you'll stand out in a pile full of applicants. You know, if if you can build some relationships with those who are participating in the recruiting process and the hiring selection. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate you mentioning networking because that's literally our <laughs> next pocket. But that's literally how. Me and Leah met because we met in a networking event and that was my very first networking event ever in my life. So I was oh so God. self-conscious and I talked to Leah, but she was like so nice and I was like, <laughs> she comes to my podcast. Because um, you met, I think you mentioned a little bit on how networking is so important um, in the accounting industry even. So I'm just wondering, can you go like a little specific on how important is networking in your role as a staff accountant? And how do you go about like building and maintaining these relationships? And what is your approach? Yes, I think that's a good question. Like, I, I, I never really thought about how networking in undergrad sort of came into play now that I'm working, now that I'm in the workforce. But number one, it helped me become more confident when I socialize in a professional setting. So just showing up to work, especially in the first couple of weeks and meeting new people, it felt a little bit like networking at an event because I knew I, I, I had to transition my mindset from being a student to being a working professional um, and making new professional relationships with people who are more senior to me in the role. So I think it just made me feel more comfortable striking up conversation. Um, and you'll see that once you start work, networking never really truly ends. It, it starts to feel different. Um, but it's always important to continue to try to build your network and not let relationships just 
die. Like, especially when you're starting out and you're, you're junior, it's important to look around for people who work in your, not necessarily your, your team, but in your industry group um, to serve as mentors. So you can, you will build relationships with people who you can eventually ask questions to and who could be there to support you if you have any concerns. Um, so yeah, I think in terms of now, that's sort of where I am with networking. Like I try to build relationships internally at KPMG. Um, and it's also helped me make friends who are at my level, my staff level, um, to make work life a little more enjoyable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that might be different is when you are a student and you network, the goal, the end goal is eventually mm-hmm. get recognizable and, you know, yes. get a job. But I think when you are actually in the workforce networking, the goal is primarily to like meet new people, might find someone who can help you in your career and, yeah. you know, probably like, help someone like me too. So it's um, yeah, that's the right. goal is, like so different, but the strategy, like the way you communicate mm-hmm. is very similar. So mm-hmm. I'm just, like, what tips do you have for people who may find networking challenging or uncomfortable? I think... Oh, that's such a such a common feeling. And I remember it so well. And I think the first thing to keep in mind is that it's totally okay and normal to feel discomfort because it's not natural. Like you're you're at an event filled with people and they're complete strangers to you. And you know you're sort of obligated to approach a random individual and strike up conversation. So it's not meant to feel natural and comfortable. Um and I think it's also important to keep in mind that the networkers on the other side, the the industry professionals know that as well. Like they understand that students have this, these, these nerves that build up prior to networking events. And I think it's important to remember who's on the other side and try to reassure yourself that, you know, they must understand as well. And they probably feel a little bit of discomfort and, you know, it doesn't feel natural to them either. Um, so I think that's number one. Um, Number two is don't feel totally discouraged if you don't ask your question. Like if you can't get a word in, it's not necessarily your fault um, and it's not fan of the world. You could reach out afterwards. I think it's a really great opportunity to reach out afterwards, in fact, and just say that you had some questions that maybe you didn't really have a chance to ask. Um, So I think it's a good opportunity to reach out. And thirdly, a tip that I would have if you're feeling uncomfortable at first, I liked to go with a friend in first year for my first few events, just going and networking together. I think it felt a little, made me feel a little more at ease and it made it easier for me to show up to events on my own and network on my own afterwards. Yeah, so I, I know I threw in three tips there, but I hope they're they're useful. I think one, the top reasons that people feel uncomfortable would be it's just the whole networking. It's just so intentional and you go with intention and people out there just to like, you know, find a job, get recognizable or like, you know, maybe like network with professionals so that when you are looking for a job, it's like easier, but it's just so fake. Like a lot of people feel networking (laughs) event. And um, yeah, and I think those tips are very helpful, especially, you know, everyone is there with intention. So it's not like fake, fake, but like, it's networking, so exactly. That's that's the way to look at it. <laughs> um, you mentioned that like um, maintaining relationship is very important, and you cannot just go there and say hi and then just 
ghost them afterwards. I'm just wondering, like, what strategies do you have to track or like manage your relationship with your networking professionals? Yeah, great question. Um, for me, what I did was to help me focus my efforts on a few firms and a few relationships in particular. I I sort of set my mind on maybe two firms that I really saw myself working for and that I really enjoyed interacting with. Um, so I would recommend, and I think it just totally depends on the person and their interests, but for me, it worked better to just focus on a few firms. So from there, I just directed all of my efforts to building relationships with those two firms. I would go to events that they were at. I would focus on joining those networking circles. And after each event, within like 24 hours, I would send thank you emails to the people I had the chance to sort of even briefly speak to, or maybe I didn't speak to them at all. Maybe I was just in the circle and I listened. So I would reach out to those individuals uh, within a day of the event, and I would try to schedule coffee chats with them. In terms of keeping track of those relationships, I never had any like concrete system where I had a calendar or a notebook and tracked when I met up and, and planned for the future. To be honest, I don't, I don't think that's totally necessary unless you like to organize yourself that way or unless you, you have a lot of different individuals you're networking with because that's just how you're going about planning and, and recruiting. But for me, like I, I met up with them once closer to the event, like within a few weeks of the initial event. And then usually what I found was they would suggest to meet closer to the recruiting cycle. Um, because they understood that students generally had a lot more questions around that time. And if they didn't suggest that, I would go ahead and schedule another coffee chat, like a follow-up coffee chat, closer to the recruiting season. So really, you're not, it's not like you need to be meeting with the same person three or four times. I don't think that's, I don't think you should force it. I think if you genuinely have questions for them, you can offer to send them by email or have another chat. But I, I don't always think it's even a great idea to meet too frequently because they are busy. So that's why I know students might feel a little overwhelmed about all the relationships they're trying to maintain and trying to keep in touch. But even a couple months apart, like that's still keeping in touch. And it's still showing that you remember them and that you'd like to, to catch up with them. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> Just to follow up on this question, so you mentioned that you would network with recruiters, but there, there are a lot of times that the actual industry professional will be there. So like, yes. do you have like different strategies towards different groups of people and how do you approach recruiters and also like the actual manager or like the working professionals in the group you want to work for? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's a great, honestly, I, sh I meant to touch on that earlier. You're right. Um, it's usually good practice to network with one recruiter because they're directly involved in coordinating the recruiting process and also one industry professional because one, a lot of the time, these in industry professionals that show up to events, they tend to have, they tend to participate somewhat in the recruiting cycle. They might help with a resume review or some other activity. But even if they don't, it's a great way for you to ask more I don't want to say technical, but more practical questions about the job itself. You can ask them about why they chose to pursue their CPA, whereas you can't always ask the recruiter the same question because they may not have their CPA. So I think the types of questions you ask each type of person is, will be different. 
because those coffee chats sort of serve two different purposes. The recruiter one serves for you to learn about the firm and the recruiting process and, you know, how to stand out and what trends are among students. Whereas networking with or coffee chatting with um, industry professionals who work the actual role, that's the time for you to gain an understanding on the role itself and the day-to-day and why they chose their there's to pursue their CPA, why they chose audit or tax or wherever, whoever you're coffee chatting with. Yeah. So that's a really great question. I'm glad you asked that one. So for recruiters, it's more about like learning the company itself, but like for like the professional, it's more like the industry, learning the industry and learning like the actual goal. Yes, that's right. Do you have any advice for recent graduates or just like students in school or like early career professionals like yourself who are looking to build their professional network? I have to think back in time, like what I would have liked to know when I first started at school. Um, I think it's okay to feel confused. So my advice is you don't have to make up your mind right away in first year about which specialists to set your mind on and which career path to take. There are so many different professions and career paths for you to consider. And I, I would say don't rush. Um, you have a little more time than you think. For instance, for me, I didn't really set my mind on the accounting specialist until the second half of second year. So I kept switching my specialist on Acorn because I could not decide between finance and econ and accounting. So say yes, like, yeah, on that note, my biggest piece of advice to students would be to say yes to new opportunities. Go to events, even if you're not sure that it's in line with what you think you want. If you're, if any part of you is sort of considering it, show up, see who you meet, see what they say at the event, see if it's of interest to you. And, you know, you might find that it's a career path you hadn't previously considered, but it, it's of interest to you and meet people. Even if it, like practice your networking by meeting people in other fields too, it doesn't have to be accounting. It's still a great way to build relationships. You never know what those relationships might turn out to be later on. So just say yes, get exposure to different fields and career paths while you're still in your first and second year, because that's the time to do it. Um, And practice your networking with all sorts of professionals. Now we're coming to the ending question. So where do you see yourself in five years and what are some of your career goals in the future? That's a, oh, that's tricky because five years seems far away, but I know it's not. At least for me, I know that because I'm pursuing my CPA, I will be at KPMG for the next three years. It's around three years from start to finish the process. And I definitely have been enjoying public practice so far. Like I think audit is pretty, a pretty fulfilling experience because you're helping a client. And I like, I like being in a client facing role. So I definitely see myself continuing for five years, I think in public practice, but to be honest, I think I need more time to see like what might change, where my interests might change and what new things I discover about the field and where my CPA can take me. But for now, I really enjoy KPMG. And I, I like public practice. I like client-facing work, which is nice. If you had to give only one advice to students, what would it be? Like the only advice? Oh, the only advice. The only advice. I think it's sort of in line with the previous question, but it's to keep an open mind. I I know that's like very short and simple, but keep an open mind and and, and never stop building relationships. Like now I've just finished school and honestly, it's been kind of hard to network and because I'm not really in that mentality anymore. Um, 
but I still keep an open mind and I still say yes to going to events as now a networking representative, which feels kind of crazy um, and case competition. So I think like it's, it's really fun for me to meet people in other sectors, even now as I've graduated, like it's from this perspective, it's still nice to see what else there is out there and how, you know, it's not just accounting. It's not just audit. There's so much that students can look at who are pursuing accounting. It can be tax, can be advisory. Um, so keep an open mind. Don't feel pressure to follow what the majority of the crowd is doing in each of your respective specialists. I think it gets easy to fall into that trap. It did for me, at least, in first year. Um, so I really had to step back and make sure that I truly wanted what I was pursuing. Um, so yes, that's, I think that's my biggest piece of advice for students. It's honestly pretty hard to do though, because a lot of yeah. people want to keep in the comfort zone. So I think having an open mind is pretty hard, but it's very mm -hmm. important, especially right now, like everything evolves so quickly, like the industry mm -hmm. and so I think it's very important to continue like learning new things and like building mm -hmm. relationships like you mentioned. And yeah, I think that's the end of this recording. So thank you so much, Leah, for being here. I really, really appreciate that. I loved it. Thank you so much. I, I hope this, I hope my answers are useful to students. Yeah, I remember it very well. It's very fresh for me. So I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me, Carol.